on the very night of his inauguration as Pope Benedict XVI, he asked for prayers that he may not run away for fear of the wolves. In fact, he said, and I quote, pray for me that I may not flee for fear of the wolves. We already knew that in his position as head of the Congregation for the Doctrine of Faith, Cardinal Joseph Ratzinger had been exposed to much of the dark underbelly of the Church, and it encouraged John Paul II to deal with some of it, most notably the scandal around the founder of the Legionaries of Christ, Father Marcial Maciel. But did he know that moral corruption of the clergy ran very deep? Did he know that his own secretary of nearly 20 years was believed to be a practicing homosexual? As Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigano learned when he was asked to look into that same secretary? All of this came out yesterday at LifeSite News in a bombshell piece by LifeSite writer Dr. Micah Hickson. We will dig into that even more on this episode of The John Henry Weston Show. Stay tuned. Let's begin as we always do with the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. At LifeSite yesterday, an article by Dr. Mike Hickson focused on the Vatican having sent a controversial bishop by the name of Joseph Clemens to investigate homosexual sexual abuse allegations in one of the most famous monasteries in Europe, Germany's Kloster Neuburg Monastery. That incident became intensely controversial, however, as the Vatican's representative seems to have closed the investigation without any substantive consequences for the perpetrators and those under whose watch sexual abuse occurred. The concluding report given by Bishop Joseph Clemens in March of this year said, and I quote, the canonical investigation is now closed and the past has been dealt with. After these tumultuous times, one may now look into the future facing new challenges, end quote. The head of the monastery at the time, Provost Bernhard Bakovsky, as Dr. Hickson reported, did not experience any serious consequences for his objective failure in the field of sexual abuse. He was merely to stay away from the monastery for an appointed period of time for the sake of healing. However, he has already been returned to the abbey. But adding insult to injury... When Bishop Clemens traveled to the monastery in the midst of the Vatican investigation to, into sexual abuse there, Bishop Clemens himself was in charge of that investigation, by the way. So Clemens goes to the monastery and gives a homily on the feast day of the founder of the monastery. And in that homily, Bishop Clemens actually quotes from the monk priest who is believed to be the most notorious sexual abuser at the monastery. So this positive mentioning of the abuser's name in a homily at the very monastery where the abuse occurred, it caused huge outrage and scandal for both the victims of the sexual abuse itself, their families, and for their legal advocates. It also served to put the spotlight onto Bishop Joseph Clemens himself. 
LifeSite, in fact, asked Bishop Clements why he quoted from the abuser priest, to which Bishop Clements replied. He said that citing an author, quote, says nothing about his person. He added that, and again, I quote, citations or references are not personal evaluations, but academically helpful references or necessary proofs of the sources used, end quote. You know, you'd think that anyone with a modicum of prudence would studiously avoid quoting from a major suspect of horrific sexual abuse during a homily. But there you have it. In addition, Lifeset has learned from Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigano, as well as other reliable sources, that Joseph Clemens, who by the way was the secretary for 19 years, the personal secretary of Cardinal Joseph Ratzinger at the Congregation for the Doctrine of Faith, is believed to be a practicing homosexual. Clements worked under Ratzinger as his secretary from 1984 until 2003, at which time he was appointed by Pope John Paul II as undersecretary of the Congregation for Institutes of Religious Life and Societies of Apostolic Life. Later in the same year of 2003, he was made secretary of the Pontifical Council for the Laity. And on January 6th, 2004, under Pope John Paul II still, Cardinal Ratzinger personally consecrated Clemens as a bishop. So, before bishops are appointed, the Vatican undergoes an investigation into the candidate for bishop to ensure suitability. And at the time, that's in 2003, Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigano was in charge of such investigations. And I spoke personally with the Archbishop about this matter, and he told me that he, in fact, did the investigation into claimants. And I'll quote for you what he said. He said, working in the Curia, it was my office and myself that made the investigation. He continued saying, the nuncio in Germany at the time was Cardinal Giovanni Laiolo, and the information he sent from Germany was that there was strong suspicions that claimants was a practicing homosexual. Thus, his advice was negative on making him a bishop. And this is again quoting from Archbishop Vigano in the conversation that I had with him. And Archbishop Vigano continued saying, My advice, that's Archbishop Vigano's own advice, as responsible for personnel in the Curia was also that claimants should not be promoted. And that is, of course, promoted to bishop. So while Archbishop Vigano would have sent his report to his superiors in the Vatican, he could not confirm that his report were actually received by then Pope uh, John Paul II or by Cardinal Ratzinger. However, Vigano noted that he was told, and I quote, Ratzinger wanted claimants to be promoted in spite of the information that was reported from Germany to me, end quote. So Dr. Hickson uh, learned from another reliable source in the Vatican that or from an, another reliable source closely associated with the Vatican, that Ratzinger himself had turned to Cardinal Joachim Meisner, Archbishop of Cologne, asking the Archbishop whether he could take Clemens into his diocese. I can confirm, wrote LifeSite's source, who spoke under condition of anonymity, that Cardinal Meissner told us that he refused the request of Ratzinger to welcome claimants in Cologne, and that he did so with the words, no, because of homo, meaning homosexuality. And Meissner also wanted to offer claimants therapy, which, by the way, claimants de declined. Another source in Rome told LifeSite, quote, the fact that Joseph Clemens 
was and is an active homosexual is well known among us here in Rome, end quote. And yet, an additional contact in Rome was able to confirm with his own sources that Clemens is an active homosexual. So, LifeSite reached out to Bishop Clemens himself, asking him to comment on these facts laid out in this report, both directly relating to his own personal life as well as relating to the position of church officials. Clemens said that the claim that he is a practicing homosexual is an untruth. And later he added, when questioned about the immorality of homosexual acts of a priest, he said, and I quote, this is known to a moral theologian who wrote his doctoral thesis in moral theology, end quote. And of course, speaking of himself. So when asked about Cardinal Laiolo and Archbishop Vigano and their statements, Clemens explained that he has no knowledge of it. And furthermore, he told LifeSite that he would not answer any further questions because he said, quote, by giving you these clear and unambiguous answers, I consider this matter to be closed, end quote. Media requests concerning Bishop Clemens to Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI, the Vatican Press Office, as well as Cardinal Laiolo himself, have remained unanswered. The Archdiocese of Vienna, Austria, did not respond to our media requests either, since Bishop Clemens claimed to have followed Vienna's assessment of the different abuse cases. LifeSite sought information from them, but was denied that information. Provost Bernhard Bakovsky has also not responded to LifeSite's media inquiries. However, there's one more interesting thing that Archbishop Vigano told me. He said, and I quote, it was reported to me that there was quite a fight between Ganswein and Clemens. Of course, he's referring there to Archbishop, now Archbishop Georg Ganswein. Georg Ganswein was appointed the new secretary to uh, our Cardinal Ratzinger and later Pope Benedict in 2003. And thus, Archbishop Ganswein was the secretary to the Pope when Ratzinger was elected Pope. Uh, Pope Benedict, of course, in 2005. So, that there were scenes, even public scenes of clash between Clemens and Ganswein after Clemens was sidelined, was actually recorded or noted, you might say, in the book called In the Closet of the Vatican by that homosexual activist Frederick Martel, who wrote that there took place, and I quote, domestic scenes in public George's, that's he was referring, of course, to Georg Ganswein, George's refusal to give his new telephone number to Joseph, meaning Joseph Clemens, and finally, and this is again quoting from the book, and finally the remake of the public scandal in a modern version of the gunfight at the OK Corral via the last episode of this series of Vatileaks, end quote. So there, Martel is drawing a connection between Clemens and the Vatileaks scandal, which many believe sparked Pope Benedict's resignation. And Martel is actually not the only one who saw a link between Clemens and the Vatileaks scandal. It was the German Vatican journalist Paul Bade, who at the time of the Vatileaks scandal on July 15, 2012, wrote in Die Welt, that's the German newspaper for which he writes, he wrote about Joseph Clemens saying that his jealousy that it's his jealousy that might have made him encourage papal butler Paolo Gabriele to steal documents from Ratzinger's desk which would shed a bad light on the new secretary Genswein. 
The drama in the Vatican, wrote Bada in his article, is not a coup and not a palace revolution. Instead, it becomes clear that it is about envy of the proximity of the Pope. End quote. Paul Bada, the German Vatican expert, one of the people who are envious of Genswein's closeness to the Pope was Joseph Clemens, who, says Bada, who for years has not succeeded in keeping secret and in check an almost irrational envy of his successor at the Pope's side. He had served Joseph Ratzinger for 19 years, that he considers his successor, meaning of course uh, Genswein, an incompetent collaborator of the pontiff, has long been whistled by the Roman sparrows from the rooftops." End quote. It is not overstated, said Bada, that Clemens, along with two others, stood at next or in front of Paolo Gabriele, that is, the Vadilique scandal butler who stole the papal documents and leaked them to the journalists. Another one. The Italian Vatican journalist Marco Ansaldo also picked up this story and suggested that part of the investigation of Vadilique's that was then pursued by the three cardinals upon Pope Benedict's request, also investigated Clemens. And I'll quote from Ansaldo now. He said, quote, Even the sparrows on the rooftops of the Vatican, and this was written in July 2012, know of the envy nurtured by Clemens, who abandoned his position as Ratzinger's secretary after having been close to him for so many years in 2003, asking for a promotion to bishop. End quote. Perhaps the trouble with Clemens was what spurred Pope Benedict in his first official document in his own papacy in 2005 to issue a document which strongly reiterated the Church's position that homosexuals should not be admitted to seminaries and become priests. The document stated that, and I quote, "...the Church, while profoundly respecting the persons in question, cannot admit to the seminary or to holy orders those who practice homosexuality, present deep-seated homosexual tendencies, or support the so-called gay culture. Who knows what it is, but very interesting indeed. For LifeSite News, this is John Henry Weston. And may God bless you.